Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hi, this is Jake from Running with Jake, the podcast. Full episodes are released every Wednesday, but this is the quick hit, which is audio taken from one of the live videos on my social channels. This one is from the Instagram lives that I do every Friday with ex-GB athlete, fellow coach, and my friend, Joe Wilkinson. To follow us both on Instagram, just search for Running with Jake and Running Joe 10K. Let's get into it. We're talking about a very a very serious and important subject, Joe. And I think we want to share some real key tips and thoughts for people to take away. There is going to be a lot to get from this video. I've mentioned the report that was recently released uh, by England Athletics about safety. And, you know, there's been one or two nasty things in the news of late over lockdown. You know, there's one or two strange people in the world we know. And as runners, we absolutely want to stay safe. That That is paramount. Do you want to kick things off, Joe? Is there anything that you want to pull out of that report? I know you've read it as well. What kind of leapt out of it for you? Okay, so before I go to the report, I just want to set some context. You know, I have run in the region of 2,000 miles a year for 20 years, and probably the number of incidents I've ever experienced, you know, it's a handful. So context, I think, is everything. We talked a little bit about feeling unsafe and we will go on to talk about that but I think generally you should feel reassured that when you go out for the run a run almost all of the time you're going to have a great run a good experience and nothing's going to happen so let's see that context first and then move on to um you know actually talking about how make you know just to make sure that that actually is genuinely the case so interesting we looked you know as you said the guidance at British Athletics and England Athletics and, and the other uh, home nation governing bodies have brought out it does talk about it focuses a little bit on the interactions that you might have with other people um, but what we talked about what actually from my perspective and my experience is probably the most uh, I don't know one of the biggest incidents I had was actually nothing to do with anybody else it was actually to do with myself having an accident um, and it making me think about how I ought to ensure that if I had another accident like that, I was actually going to be okay. So um, I said to you, I, I was going, this was about 10 years ago, going out for a run, about to go out into the countryside, but at that point was on a high street and I slipped over. It was a little bit wet underfoot and I slipped over and just the way I fell, although I put my hands down, smashed my chin and actually thought I'd fractured my jaw and could do nothing. The pain, the blood absolutely pouring out of me. I remember I was covered in blood and um, just screaming. I couldn't do anything other than sit there and scream because of the shock. Unfortunately, I was on a high street, so some passers-by sort of gathered around, called an ambulance, and I was taken to hospital. But I had no phone on me. And if I thought to myself, if that had happened 20 minutes later, I'd have been on a country lane on my own with no way to call an ambulance or call for help. And so that that was a real wake up call. And after that, I made sure now I always take a phone. And actually, I don't feel safe unless I have a phone for that reason of an accident happening to myself. So, um, you know, I think we, we will go on to talk about other people and the risks that they might present. But I think safety is a bit wider. And, and you know, some of the things it talks about, particularly um, in the report, it talks about the What Three Words app, which is a a sort of location app that, that has been in the news for various reasons and um, where people can pinpoint where you are. I think those kind of things are really important because probably you are slightly more likely to have an accident than you are to have an incident with a stranger um, and you need to have the means to call for help. So that's the thing that comes to me is just 
you know, have the means to access help, i.e. a phone, should you need to have it. I would agree with that completely, Joe. And I think you're right. You are more likely to have an accident, I believe, than, than run into some trouble from, from some strange person. But, you know, and like you said, the vast majority of us, when we run, especially, especially considering how many miles that we may run, how much time we spend out there, the odds of us running into some trouble, you know, we're going to have more successful runs and we're going to have kind of issues, one would assume and one would hope. But it only takes one serious issue to kind of sideline oh, yeah. you, whether that physically side sidelines you or it just puts the fear of God in you and you think, I've just I, I don't feel safe running i don't want to run i'm not comfortable where i am you know and, and personality kind of plays into that a little bit doesn't it or, or controls that a little bit it certainly has an effect and i've had many situations like yourself joe where you've you've you we said before when we were speaking that you have an issue perhaps don't take a phone with you then you run into trouble and then it's suddenly ah okay do you know what that wasn't so good i'm going to learn from that well if we can kind of make sure that we we, we learn from other people rather than through our own mistakes in this case I think that can keep us safer for longer and we know to take a phone out with us but do we all do it not necessarily <laughs> and and something just on the on the phone thing Joe and we'll probably flick around the various things in this report and our own thoughts on running safely but something that came out there was they were talking about um, other you know other people and if you may be a target right and it's not just in the winter in the dark yes one would assume the risk goes up but you know there's strange folk about no matter what time of year even if you're running in the daylight and if you are being targeted because of something that you have so let's say your device or a watch or a, a pair of you know airpods or whatever it may be don't first of all try and hide them where possible obviously earphones are not so easy but a phone don't have it visible i know we can get these things on our arm which are not always the best anyway but try and keep it hidden so you're less you know you're less vulnerable but don't don't put up a fight basically let stuff mm. go if you do run into worst case situation it is just stuff it's replaceable and you're not so i definitely think there's something to be said for that and something to consider i think so uh, you know as uncomfortable you know we don't want <laughs> You don't want somebody to come and, and take your stuff from you, but that's more important than that's you know the lesser of two evils to some extent than than if you feel physically threatened by somebody. And I thought that was a good piece of advice that sometimes we we get so hung up on property, um, albeit you know nobody can afford necessarily to lose expensive piece of kit, whatever that might be. Um, but you know it is only property, so I thought that was for me, as you say, a really good kind of point to make you, again just make you think. If I'm unfortunate enough to be in that awful situation, then it is just a phone. But, uh, and these days, it's ironic, I was thinking actually, when you were talking, saying actually, nowadays, sometimes we wear some expensive trainers as well. You know, they're, they're, they're pretty pricey what might be on your feet. So, you know, just be open-minded about, just accept that you might be in that situation and what you want to do is come out of it as safely as you can be. Joe, um, um, you, you mentioned, sorry. Shall, shall I go or do you go, do you want to go? You go. Shall I go? Uh, because obviously we, we, we normally get into loads of stuff here and we like to wrap up sort of before 1pm if we can. They've run over a little bit over the past few weeks because we get super passionate. I want to make sure that I just go back over something that you mentioned earlier. And this is this app. Now, I'd heard of this app. Please let me know if you're watching this, if you have heard this of this app. Have you used it? Is it something that you have on your phone? And this is the What Three Words app. Were you super familiar with this, Joe? Because I, I haven't been, and I, I looked into it in more detail. I am I think this is fantastic. Is it something you'd see so much I, of? So it, I was familiar with it, but in the context of people going hill walking in Cumbria. Okay. Yeah. And actually, I don't have it on my phone. But having read that report, I thought, actually, why don't I have it on my phone? Because sometimes I'm out on a country lane 
I don't really know. I don't know what the road number of that lane is. It's just a lane that runs somewhere from here to there. And, and actually that is important. If you're calling for help, you need to know where you are so that the help can be directed towards you. Uh, and just um, just in case you're not, not familiar, sorry, Joe, I'll just jump in here. So the what three words, what they tell us on the website, and I'm not super familiar with this kind of personally using it as of yet, but I've downloaded it like yourself, Joe. So they've basically divided the world into three metre squares. So it's a lot more accurate. They can really pinpoint, okay, if, if need be, where are you? Because that's ultimately what you want to do if you do run into trouble, especially if you're in the woods or wherever you might be running off road and things. How are you? How is somebody going to find you? You want them to be as accurately uh, as accurate as possible. Um, Psych 83 Simon here is saying what three words is mm. awesome. I, I've definitely heard people talk about this. And I think if it's something you're not familiar with, it's definitely worth exploring definitely download that take that away from this video for sure yeah so what's interesting is in a former life i used to call the emergency services quite a lot um for various reasons as a social worker sometimes in an emergency situation and you need backup there immediately then always the most important thing was to know where you were so you needed to tell where you want the police or the ambulance to arrive and and that kind of came in a sort of flashback to me when i read this and thought yeah there is that whole aspect of they will only come quickly if they know where to come to. If they've got to find you, they're gonna take longer. So really that's going to be my takeaway actually, is to is to download the app and take it with me. Hopefully we'll never need it. But if I do, at least I know now that rather than me randomly saying, oh, sort of about a mile outside of whatever village, you know, it's gonna help a lot. And and, and Psych has come back and said, interestingly, um, I've not quite, I think it was, whiskey runner or something like that I'm not quite convinced who you were but she was saying I've got that on my phone but I don't take my phone with me which goes back to that very first point we made take your phone do you know what I mean I use a flip belt I really kind of quite like them I find them much more comfortable than the arm things and just you know phones okay they do get they are a bit big and they can be a bit bulky but actually 10 years ago what I bought was a really cheap 10 pound pay-as-you-go mobile and it just had a little bit of credit on there so I could just phone an ambulance and it was my running phone um, just to phone an ambulance so if you if your phone you feel it's too big too bulky or too expensive to take with you on a run you can get a really really cheap pay-as-you-go that will be your emergency phone to take out that's much easier and you don't mind if you drop it lose it or it gets sweaty so you know that's another kind of tip for people i i often say you know if you don't want to take a big piece of quit with you hate with you and, and the bottom line is a little bit of extra weight it's a little bit more fitness for you so don't worry about that even if you've got one of these super phones <laughs> get your tablet strap it to your arm look safety has got to be number one the number one priority yes we want to do these sessions well we want to run as fast and as far as we we choose but ultimately we all want to come back safe and in one piece that's that's paramount so just something else i want to share as well so i'm going to go through i've got lots of bullet points here actually because i didn't want to forget stuff today and i'm going to do a quick summary at the end for you guys but talking about headphones this is obviously something where i imagine most of us are aware of if not all of us and it's very easy to think you know the sun's shining i'm feeling good i want to get my best tunes on and out a go some people don't like listening to music when they run some people do i kind of dip in and out depending on mood and what i'm doing but i've got kind of a number of different headphones two or three that i use and i will use these at the moment the the, the apple ones purely because they've got a transparency mode on they're not bone conducting but they allow you to hear other stuff and especially if i don't have the music too loud i find that really helpful because you know for obvious reasons if you're running in busy areas where there's traffic if you're running in a park whether it's dark whether it's light you you want to kind of have your senses about you because you touched on this earlier joe and something we've spoken about uh, this week about this chat is if you there's one thing 
physically being unsafe. So if you are actually in danger, that's not a good thing. But let's say you're not actually in danger. But if you feel it, if you feel unsafe, your body doesn't really know the difference. And that could result in you tightening up. Maybe you're running with poor form. Maybe that could lead to an injury. It's certainly going to reduce your enjoyment of said run. I know that from some of my runners that have had, you know, they do some runs and perhaps they're creatures of habit where we, I try to break that cycle a little bit and I try to encourage people to not always do the same thing all the time. It's hard. I'm doing it at the moment, doing the same route virtually every day. And obviously in lockdown, we're told to run from your front door. So it is hard, but try not to run at the same time of day. Try not to run, you know, the same kind of loop, the same direction. You just got to mix things up a little bit and get a little bit clever with stuff. And a lot of this is the basics. A lot of this is stuff that you will know that Joe and I are sharing now, but I don't think it does you any harm just to be reminded and think like Gabby said, oh, I've heard of that app, but I've not done anything with it. I'm, I'm downloading it now. And that's what we want you to do. We want you to take action. Yeah. So there's two, two kind of almost contradictory states and you don't want to be in either of them. One is where you are actually safe and yet you feel unsafe that is obviously objectively you're absolutely fine but emotionally that's not a great place to be in and you're not going to enjoy your running and as you say you're not going to run with a kind of relaxed fluidity and, and get the best from your training so you don't want to be in that state but also i'd say the other the other kind of opposite to that is perhaps even slightly worse where you are unsafe but you don't feel it <laughs> And I think you don't want to be in either of those situations because if you are unsafe, you are objectively unsafe. Even if you feel the safest person in the world, you know, the risk is there. That I think is a situation where some people get into with headphones. Um, and again, not necessarily talking about this whole aspect of strangers, but what I often find where I live is people just oblivious to traffic, cyclists, what's going on around them because they have headphones and so they may actually objectively be unsafe because there's cars approaching and perhaps the car hasn't seen them or something like that and they can't take evasive action because they haven't heard it so you know you don't want to be in that situation either you want to make sure that you have some situational awareness of where you are so that you can judge as accurately as possible whether you are safe or unsafe I think so it's a kind of, you know, the two can contradict. I think you can let your guard down, can't you, in those situations? Like you, you get mm. into a flow, you're listening to the music, you, you, you naturally let your guard down because you're in that state of flow. Everything's feeling good. It's feeling effortless for those runs where they do feel almost effortless. The sun's shining. And that's when you can perhaps just potentially put yourself in a, sl a slightly risky situation, you know, feel a little bit vulnerable. And you mentioned traffic. This is something that I, I mean, I'm, I mentioned this on other lives, don't I, about the traffic. And it's a big thing for me because, you know, I've, I've led groups before over the years where I've seen people you know, just you're chatting with your buddy and that keeps you safe in one sense because you're running with somebody else. So in terms of feeling vulnerable from other people, you or by other people, you 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 feel more secure. But the flip side to that is if you're chatting, you're in a group and somebody blasts across the road, you just follow them, you know, and, and rather than taking full responsibility for your own actions, we all know how to cross a road. But when we're in that when we're in that state of flow and if we're listening to music or we're chasing a Strava segment, which I never do, I've never been interested in that, but a lot of people are, I think you can put yourself at risk. And, and let's make no mistake about it, right? 2021, we shouldn't live in a world where cars drive on the pavement and the wrong way and God knows what else, but we do. And while that's few and far between and the likelihood of you being a victim of that sort of stuff, uh, that action is low, I still think it's worth second guessing, just 
have your wits about you at all times you know choose your route wisely you don't want to be running on bumpy narrow pavements because all you've got to do is go over on your ankle you're suddenly in the road so we're not trying to put the fear of god at you but just kind of make those really smart decisions i think is really really key definitely yeah i mean you know for, for me roads virtual races um and also people that i'll put you in this category jake don't like to stop their watch when crossing the road <laughs> you know <laughs> But but I do stop. I do stop to cross the road. That's fine. <laughs> if you stop, but some people don't like to stop their watch. I could make like it. The fact that their average pace is dropping and think I'll just cross it. You know, I say I, I go out with adults. I go out myself. I'm perfectly capable of crossing the road. But something happens sometimes when you're on a rep and you're pushing through, and you might get your longest time, or you might get this virtual PB. You know just retain a small bit of common sense in your mind and look before you cross the road i do as i think we said before when i take groups out i suddenly become all sort of you know right okay let's look both ways right it's safe to cross because you just appreciate that sometimes people get in that mindset and um, and don't cross but uh yeah so we we sort of touched slightly on strangers and other people and i just i made a note right at the beginning when you were talking about something just again i really don't want to put the fear of going to people but also i think just a bit of a reality check so you said about you know or oh, running in the winter in the dark um i think you just have to be aware that unfortunately weirdos might be around at any time of day or night so we feel it goes back into what we were saying about feeling unsafe and being unsafe so we often feel more unsafe in the dark but we aren't necessarily more unsafe in the dark. I think if you're going to be aware of your own personal safety and the people around you, you need to be aware of that whatever the time of day that you're running, not just think, because it's a beautiful sunny day, therefore I am by definition safe from people around me. Um, because you, you know, that would then get you into that state where you perhaps aren't aware that you should be alert, you know, like I say, situational awareness at all times. I think to give people a bit of confidence as well, Joe, it's worth mentioning that there's quite a focus on the, at the moment on, on non-runners. Now, I think mm -hmm. if we as runners are out there and we're not running, we're walking the dog or we're doing whatever we're doing, going about, going about our lives, even in the car and you see another runner, I think most of us give them a wide berth. We do everything we can to keep that person safe. We respect what they're doing because we can relate to it. And I think there's quite a push on trying to get non-runners to understand a little bit more the kind of yeah. psychology and feelings and emotions that a runner goes through. And they actually refer to it. Um, I've got the England website up here and they're talking about do you want to be a running ally and there's a few thoughts that they're now pushing so you know say nothing don't respond to somebody that's running you know none of this get your knees up type stuff because it can make people feel <laughs> awkward run forest run all that don't sound your horn you know think about what you're doing if you are sharing public space you know work together i often think this when i i run on the strawberry line down here which is a you know kind of a cycle track and there's dog walkers, there's just walkers, there's runners, there's some cyclists. And I think, you know, no, nobody has more right than, than the other. Let's just all keep ourselves space and, and let people feel, allow people to feel safe as well, you know, and feel secure in the activity they've chosen to get involved in. I think that's important. So it's quite nice to know that there is a bit of a push on that, trying to raise awareness yeah. in non-runners. I mean, again, going back to the whole context thing, when I look back at the couple of incidents I've had which involve other people, out of 30 years there's only been one serious incident the others were essentially banter and stupidity that people didn't realize was intimidating to me as it was and yet there wasn't any deliberate malintent behind it so i think you know this is what 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 um british athletics are trying to say is 
you know, just be thoughtful about how your actions might be perceived by somebody who's running. And it's interesting in all of the, um, a lot of promotional campaigns around being aware of cyclists when you're a, a driver in a car, is, is those kind of campaigns recognise that we often think about things from the situation we're in. So when we're in a car, we think, oh, goddamn cyclists on the road getting in our way. When we're on a bike, we think, oh my goodness, look at those drivers cutting me up. And so this is the same sort of principle. When you are a runner, when you are not running, um, try and think about how you feel as a runner and make sure you treat the runners that you meet in the way that you would want to be treated. So, you know, do think about how might my actions be perceived by this person who's running? How might they feel vulnerable because they're a runner, which perhaps if I were the runner, I would be feel that way. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes people want to be mischievous or, or just downright difficult but most of the time people are just you know it's misinterpretation and we need to kind of uh, you know appreciate that don't we and, and treat other people with the with the respect that they deserve dead right um, i mean you, you never know what's going on on the inside in somebody how they're feeling so just giving them the space you know that consideration as as runners for other runners when we're not running is really important i think I would like to think that most runners do operate like that, think like that instinctively. I, I, I like to think that. Um, and there's a lot of focus on emphasis around females on safety, you know, and feeling unsafe. And, and that might be more of a focus uh, with good reason. But I think it's also worth pointing out that there's men that can feel unsafe as well. There's males that can feel mm. uncomfortable when they're running. I mean, you know, to share a tip with you that I've always um, said to my runners over the years of coaching is, you know, one of the things is all the things that we're talking about running safe places, run with other people. But if you are in a situation where, you know, you see a gang of youths and there might not be a gang, but they might be youths, you know, um, or yeah. you see any, you come across anybody and you're thinking, oh, I'm a bit unsure. You could deviate your routes. Absolutely. You could do a U-turn. There's nothing stopping you doing that. Put yourself in control. But also running with a bit of confidence can help. You know, there's, there's not arrogance. Mm. There's not a swagger. But it's just being a little bit more self-assured. You know, fake it until you make it. Even if you're not really feeling it inside, if you know you're going to run down this canal path and you're seeing somebody, it could be a single person, a group, whatever makes you feel unsafe, running with a little bit of confidence, I think, can help. So that's definitely something I am to bear in mind. I'm 100% behind that. So I always greet everybody I meet on a run with a morning, or, or in fact, I always say morning, even if it's like four in the afternoon. It's my standing. But I greet them. For a couple of reasons. One, I find if you greet people with a smile and courtesy, they will often respond in kind. So you're almost kind of preempting them. It, you'd have to be in a pretty grumpy old mood to respond aggressively to somebody that's given you a cheery morning. Um, and I think it just, as you say, it projects that impression that, okay, I'm not intimidated. I'm not somebody that you will be able to intimidate because here I am all jolly and happy. Um, and then I always used to jokingly say, and also if I did get murdered, at least they'd probably remember me because I said hello to me. <laughs> here endeth the live. Here endeth the live. Do you, do, do you know on that, Joe, as well? It's funny you mentioned that about, you know, how you feel with the confidence and projecting that and saying hello first. It does take a bit of confidence to actually say hello to somebody else anyway in life. So I understand if you're feeling vulnerable, it'll take even more confidence to then really say it and, and be the first one to say it as well, I think is key. But look, 2021, people were used to seeing them walk around the street talking to themselves if they've got headphones in. They're not even on the phone physically, but we know they're just, mm. oh, 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 the headphones are on the phone. If you've got headphones in, start talking like you're talking to somebody on the phone, you know? Just anything, just to show a little bit of confidence, a little bit of connection with other people, you know? Oh, perhaps, you know, talking, they know where that person is, 
yada yada it makes somebody perhaps think twice about doing something strange and weird uh, so definitely just thinking outside the box a little bit and applying these so you feel safe is important yeah and i think just you know again going back to the advice it says you know don't overreact or, or sorry don't react or return behavior and so again that's almost my kind of preemptive thing if i'm smiley and happy when i meet people um you know they are less likely to respond in that way likewise if somebody says something to you that's that's offensive or intimidatory you know if you, if you either don't react or you react in a in a sort of positive way then it's less likely to escalate so again, you sh- you know, hopefully people won't react to you in an aggressive or an intimidatory way, but things are, it is recognised that things are less likely to escalate into something potentially more serious if you don't react um, or you react more positively. So there's that kind of, there is a, a serious kind of psychological point behind that as well. Don't react to behaviour, however outrageous it might be. The most important thing is often just to, to carry on and leave that person behind rather than getting smile and wave smile and wave not physically but on the inside (laughs) you're smiling and you're waving joe i'm going to do a quick recap here quick summary for people if you have just joined us late you can go back and and obviously watch this video from the start you are able to listen to it on the podcast which will be a running with jake quick hit just search running with jake on your podcast app if you want to consume this from the beginning but some bullet points on staying safe when running if i miss anything joe please do let me know so a few things for you this comes off the back of the uk athletics new safety guidance report run with others we know that very important that can keep you safe tell other people where you are going are headphones safe think about bone conducting ones or not running with them at all depending on perhaps obviously how much light is available and where you're running Uh, think about the roads check 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 again we know how to cross roads but just you know remind yourself of the basics listen think keep yourself in one piece don't be a creature of habit mix things up don't always run from home something we have mentioned uh, we haven't mentioned is you've obviously got the safety beacon uh, so people can know where you are on various apps and also you like of strava you can hide your starting point you can have a safe zone can't you so people can't see where you're running from so that can be useful download what three words the app what three words this is something i think we're all going to do this sounds like a great app and a way of really pinpointing where you are to the nearest squared meter i think a two squared meter i believe if you run into trouble uh, don't defend targeted items try and ho- hide your mobile phone if you're running with it but don't kind of fight for it let it go if you need to try and run in the daylight keep your wits about your narrow pavements poor trails i think that's about it joe isn't it think that's about it it is yeah take your phone take a phone Mm. even if it's not your best phone always take a phone with you absolutely absolutely guys it's been a pleasure i hope you've enjoyed that and got something from that every friday we alternate these lives uh once a week is on my page next week it will be on joe's page which is running joe 10k give a little follow if you don't already we all like to be followed in the virtual sense not physically (laughs) but virtually it's okay remember that have a great rest of the day speak to you very soon See you soon. Bye. That was Running With Jake, the quick hit. Hear the brand new full-length podcast every Wednesday or catch up now by searching Running With Jake, the podcast.